Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 7 of the That's Bold podcast, and thank you guys for coming back. Uh, last week was a really great episode, I thought everyone loved it, um, had some controversial stuff, uh, it was a funny one to make for me as well, and I was really just excited to be back. I hate missing weeks, but um, these last few weeks have honestly been a super jack-filled week. I had exams, I know nobody cares about that stuff, but I had so much schoolwork and I was sick on top of that, so it just became too much to record that week's episode. So I hope you guys understand that. But uh, we are back on the horse now and we got a new uh, slate of stuff to talk about this week. Even though we're going to carry over to some repeating uh, subjects, I hope you guys will still enjoy. But uh, let's jump right into it. What we're going to start out with is obviously some more UFC. Now, the UFC is just crazy right now. You can't get enough news because every weekend, it seems like the next three months, there's a banging card that Dana just put out. So He's been really like selling his ass off. I feel like to cover his ass because he just got in trouble with everything. So I feel like he's literally just loading cards with so many good fights that fans will just somehow forget what he did. But uh, I mean, for the night, maybe we will. So I mean, credit to him, I guess. But either way, we had the fight night that happened this past weekend. It was a pretty solid fight night. I don't know why it was so late, though. The main card started at 1 a.m. So I didn't even get to see most of the fights, honestly. No, if you guys don't know, if you guys aren't big UFC fans, normally the fight cards that are pay-per-view events um, start at all 10 p.m. And so that means that there'll be like three or four fights in the the fight that everyone wants to watch. The main event is normally around midnight. But this time, they started the whole main card at 1 a.m. So that means there's three or four fights starting at 1 a.m. So the main fight was at like 3 a.m. I didn't even see it. So... Um, that was kind of disappointing, honestly, but I watched the highlights and stuff like that, and it was solid. But um, yeah, let's get into it. So what we're going to talk about is the new Ultimate Fighter Season 31 of the Ultimate Fighter just got announced. And what we talked about it last week is we the predictions for it because there was leaked rumors that it was going to be Connor and Ferguson, Tony Ferguson and Connor McGregor for the two coaches. And apparently they both got offered, but I don't know what happened with Tony Ferguson because he fell out, I guess, or he didn't um, come to fruition. But the new coaches for season 31 have now been announced. And it is going to be Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler. Now, I am so, so excited about this. This this is like, honestly, a match made in heaven. These two guys are the two most entertaining guys in the UFC right now, honestly including fight styles, including media, including everything. These two in an octagon together will be insane. And that's another thing. The Ultimate Fighter show, which is going to be air around late May to mid-August, they're saying, is when the show will be with those two. The fight will happen after that, which will probably be September or November, and those two will face off. Now, I think that fight's going to be insane, man. Those guys both just, the second the bell rings, they come out and they just try to take people's heads off. They don't give a shit about no decision, no submissions, no taps, anything like that. They just come out and try to knock someone out. They both walk their opponents down for the whole fight. And so it's just going to be, it's just going to be a fucking brawl. <laughs> They're just going to be swinging, trying to take some each other's heads off for five minutes. I don't think it's going past the first round, to be honest, or maybe early second round. It's, it's an exciting fight because it's winnable for both of them. Both of them are um, fighters that are really entertaining, but they also kind of get in their own way sometimes. 
because they're kind of both stubborn. It's Chandler, especially. If you guys have not seen Michael Chandler fight, this guy could be the champion right now, honestly. He just is stubborn as fuck in the octagon. Um, he's highly ranked. He's really, really talented, but he doesn't use his full capabilities, to be honest. He's a crazy, crazy good wrestler, and he chooses not to use it because he has, like, I don't even know why. He just chooses to have, he chooses entertainment for the fans over his performance in the octagon, it seems like. Because there's a lot of situations where he faces guys that are not great on the mat, where he could take them down and kind of get a submission or just win the fight that way. But he chooses to stand and try to just take people's heads off when he doesn't have the greatest gas tank to begin with. And he just loads up on every shot and tries to take people out. So it's fun to watch, but it also loses him a lot of fights, to be honest. So that's kind of a give and take he has. But that's also great news for Connor because Connor is a more, he has a higher fight IQ than Chandler does. Um, he knows what he does well and he knows what he doesn't do well. He doesn't do well on the mat. So he tries to stay off there. He he does he just plays to his strengths well, and he's a really rangy guy for his height. It's like he's a really long reach, honestly, for 155 especially. Even for 170, he has equal reach, or maybe even longer than a lot of these guys. He he will fight. He does have the reach on Chandler, I believe, and that's important for guys that knows how to use it. And Connor's one of those guys. He's a really fight on the outside, kind of he kind of leads you into this base and then catches you. So he's a really technical fighter. I think that's going to play to his advantage. So, I mean, it's just as easy for Chandler because he just throws in with these super aggressive super aggressive movements that could catch Connor in transitions and stuff like that on the feet. And they someone's getting knocked out. Someone is getting knocked out. If I had to bet my life savings on this not going the distance, that's what I would do because this fight's a five-round fight. None of these guys even go two in any of their fights. So... It's either they're going to be both be dead tired by the middle of round two, and then someone's just going to gas out and get toppled over because both of them do not have good gas tanks, or someone's just going to get sparked in the first four minutes, which I think is what it's going to happen. But um, yeah, let's get into my uh, thoughts on the show coming up, and then we'll talk about my predictions for the fight way too early. We'll get it once the fight gets closer. Eventually, we'll talk about it again. But it's just fun to talk about Connor and Chandler because it just got dropped. So let's talk about the show. The Ultimate Fighter is a show where they put two of the most polarizing figures at the time and they put them into a pretty much a training facility in the middle of nowhere. And they have a bunch of um, young and up and coming fighters that want to make a name for themselves. They put them all into this camp for about six to 10 weeks, I believe, and they just train them. They, the two um, up there UFC guys bring these young guys in, train them the way they want to. And you can use any sort of resources, anything like that. They just get them right in the best shape they can, prepare them, teach them stuff that they might not know already, and coach them up, honestly. And it's really fun to watch because you get, they show the behind-the-scenes stuff. And all these guys that are picked to coach are obviously for entertainment because they don't want some brick that just has no personality coaching. So they always pick guys like Connor, like Chandler, like Michael Bisping, like Chael Sonnen, all these guys are super funny, just entertaining guys to watch on TV because they're just such like they're just such assholes. Honestly, all of them are the biggest egos ever, and they just think that all these twenty-year-olds know how to do everything they do, and they just shit on them. Honestly, sometimes it's really funny, or they'll just throw jabs at the other coaches, which is even better. Like I can imagine. Some 19-year-old kid is in his first UFC fight. He's 
or not in UFC fight, first like MMA fight against a somewhat decent guy, and Connor's like sitting there like tearing this dude the fucking shreds on on the show. It's gonna it's gonna be so funny. It's gonna be must watch TV. Uh, it'll be on ESPN Plus. They're saying as of now, um, definitely worth definitely worth it. If anyone wants to watch a funny ass show about MMA, it's gonna be great. But um, yeah, let's talk about the fight. So. This fight will be huge. It'll be huge. This will be the biggest pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. And that's saying something because this year is stacked on pay-per-views. So I think this one will do over 1-4. Over 1-4 million, which is a ton. Because the Connor has like every record in the UFC pay-per-view sales. Uh, he has like all top five of them. And his last fight with Dustin, I think, did like 1-4 something like that i think this will do one five honestly that's that's a ton for mma and that's how that's how big i think this is going to be because obviously they're going to load the undercard if they're going to have connor on a card fighting chandler two of the most entertaining guys in the business they're going to load that entire card to maximize the pay-per-view sales so you already know the main the co-main event and the whole card's going to be stacked um they haven't released a location or the exact date of the fight yet but it's it's going to be somewhere around september november and it'll either be in vegas or madison square garden because kind of never fights anywhere else but, but those two so it's not like it's that much of a guess but uh let's get into it so my prediction on the fight is it, it's it's tough because this could really really go either way fast like it's pretty much depends on who lands the shot first and it could be 50 50 um, I think the longer the fight goes, they both don't have a good gas tank. Both of them are normally the ones that once it gets to the second round, their chances go down tremendously of winning. But both of them will probably gas out near the same rate. It depends if Chandler uses his wrestling, which he, I think he will do. Though He'll try to put his nuts on the table in the beginning of the fight like he always does and try to throw with Connor. I think Connor's going to piece him up a little bit early on. And I think Chandler's going to notice that. And once he gets caught with something, because I think Connor will catch him, because I think Chandler's he's too easily hit. Honestly, he's too he's too hittable. And Connor, if Connor comes back with the same accuracy, timing, and speed around, because that it's all up in the air. We don't know how he's going to come back. But if he comes back with the same timing and range that he did before the break, I think Connor will catch him and hurt him. And I think Chandler will be forced to kind of shoot for a takedown. And I think that will play into the fight for sure because defending takedowns and fighting off your back is one of the most fucking terrible things ever. It sounds awful. And it just drains strikers. They get, they get gassed. So that's why you see wrestlers beat strikers in like 80% of the time. So I think that Connor's going to have to stay on his feet in this fight for him to win. And I do see Connor winning this fight. As I don't want to be one of those guys that just plays the fence the whole time. I'm going to choose. I think I have Connor winning, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised uh, either way because Chandler is way more active right now. Uh, he is um, he is still up like mid thirties, upper thirties, but he's way more active. So it feels like Connor's older, to be honest. And he is a better he has a better style if he uses it. That's to be seen because Chandler's a fucking crazy man, but. Um, I have Connor by end of the first round TKO. TKO. I think Connor's timing, his speed, and his range is going to be too much for Chandler. I honestly, I think he's just going to be touching him up from everywhere. 
I don't think Shen will be able to um, employ his strategy as much as he thinks he will. I think Connor will just fight him smart and fight him calculated, kind of the same way he did against Chad Mendez. And I think Connor sparks him at the end of the end of the first. So that's that'll be next September, October, or September, November, or October. One of those fucking three. But yeah, everyone was super jacked about that on Twitter. He's already putting out fucking posts of him chirping Chandler. It's gonna be so fun, man. This fight's gonna be insane. But uh, yeah, the Mac is back. The King is back, and it's time to get excited about that fight. So. Let's move on to UFC 284. That is this coming Saturday, and this is going to be the fucking craziest thing ever. It's another chance for a fighter to have double champ status, which has only been done five times in UFC history. But this is a um, unified double champ. I believe Conor McGregor is the only unified double champ. There's been interims, but only unified, I think, is him. So, I mean, in this fight, is like the hardest fight to do it with. Like, he picked the hardest guy. He's going up weight. Volkanovski is um he's going up weight 10 pounds and fighting the best grappler and wrestler in that weight class and probably in the UFC honestly besides maybe Hamzat so Volkanovski he's gonna need to fight a hell of a fight man he's gonna need to fight a hell of a fight but I think he will I think he's preparing more obviously than he ever has before for a specific fight fight style in a fight where he's gonna be put in a lot of positions that he is not really put in at, at featherweight so I think he's going to come in really, really sharp, and he's going to try to. He's going to have to come for it because you're not going to uh, win by decision against Islam. He's not going to just unless he unless he can defend all the takedowns, man. It's it's really tough, but I think Volk's going to probably have to press press the action. He's going to have to get him on his back foot early, and he's going to try to have to hunt him down because then again, the, the styles make fights, man. And fighting against Islam Makachev and these Dagestan fuckers is the worst style for anyone else that doesn't know how to do sambo wrestling from the mountains of Russia because it's unfucking stoppable it seems like. So uh, I want Volk to win. I think he has the the skill set and the durability too. So I'm super excited about that. I'm I'm hoping uh, all you guys are tuning into that pay-per-view because this could be another uh, chance at history for a fighter in the UFC and it'll be against the very damn best. So Let's go, Volk. It's in Australia, too, which is fucking sick. Um, if you guys didn't know, Alexander Volkanovsky's from Australia, and he's fighting in his backyard, which is pretty dope. So that'll probably get him even more psyched than he already is. But uh, he needs all the advantages he can get in that fight. So let's go, Volk. But uh, let's move on from the FC. Maybe you guys are trying, tired of hearing about that right now, but moving on to the Premier League, the Prem. Uh, I'm a big Tottenham Hotspur fan. I don't know if you guys have already noticed that by now, but holy shit, we actually beat Man City. I do not know how that happened. Uh, we're not nearly as good as them. Their bench is probably better than our starting lineup at the moment. But we literally dominated Man City. Tottenham dominated Man City. They beat him 1-0 over the weekend. It was at Spurs. And I don't know what is going on with Man City right now. Man City just got in a shit ton of trouble by the Prem right now. They might get deducted points. They apparently were like tampering with finances or like transfers or something like that um the details aren't really solid yet but they know they did something and they're gonna get in deep shit for it they're, they're saying i was there was rumors that they might get like a 12 point deduction and that would completely fuck them over that would jump the spurs up into the top four which i am so down for so 
hey, bring it on, honestly. They don't need any more freaking advantages than they already got. Their team is stacked. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. The Premier League is investigating them right now. Um, I hope they get the absolute 30-point deduction because they win every goddamn year. And City fans are just they're, – they're, honestly, they're spoiled. So I honestly, I just, I just annoying that they're always so good because they just have oil money. They just buy out the elite and like they're, they're literally, their bench is better than most teams in the prep. So I don't want to hear city fans complaining about their point deductions because honestly, they deserve it. If they were tampering with five transfers and that shit, why are you even worried about that? You can just buy out whoever you want. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me, but apparently that's what they were doing. So that might be a huge factor in the coming weeks. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated on that. But, um, yeah, back to the Spurs, man. Uh, we we don't even have our coach right now, Antonio Conte. But uh, it seems like we don't need him because we just fucking – we literally, like, completely outplayed him. Howland didn't even, like, touch the ball in the box. Uh, so, I mean, that Malfoy-looking motherfucker from Harry Potter, that's what Harold Howland looks like, if you guys don't know him. But, yeah, we locked his shit up. He did not do anything. Uh, we countered him so well all game. We countered him so well. And I, every time we go up against City, because we actually do randomly play well against City, somehow we, we'll like lose to Brentford, Aston Villa, and like shithole back to back to back. And we'll just beat City. I don't know why we're like that, but we're just like that. <laughs> so we, we always like play up to our opponents. And always we always play down to our opponents too. Don't get it twisted. But... We beat City 1-0, and I could not be happier. So, um, Man City, uh, go fill up the empty hat the next week. You guys are fucked. I don't know what you guys are going to do. You'll probably buy out Harry Kane for 150 mil, but for now, you guys can enjoy your space in the top four because it might not be lasting very long. But moving on from that, moving back into some fighting. Now, this is I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty biased on this take because one of these guys I absolutely despise and that is Jake Paul. Jake Paul is he's just he's just a he's just a tool. Honestly, I'm just sick of this guy acting like he's a real boxer. He's a boxer, but like I don't know, he just rubs me the wrong way. You you can't go out there and shit talk the guys that Tommy Fury's fought when he's fought absolute tomato cans as well. Tommy Fury has at least had amateur fights. He's had a ton of fights. At least he's, he's fighting people. Like, he's fighting boxers. I mean, at least he's doing that. And he's undefeated so far, just like Jake. So I don't know why Jake is shit-talking everyone like he's really about that when he this is the first boxer he's actually fought. Like, in my opinion, he's 0-0 zero zero right now. Maybe he's one and all, give him Anderson Silva. But then again, these guys are 50. They are 50. And MMA wrestlers that don't know how to strike when boxing, they don't know how to box. Purely boxing, none of them know how to do it. So I don't know what this guy's on about. I hope Tommy Fury fucking starches him in the first round um, and shuts this kid up. But nevertheless, I'm not trying to hate on Jake Paul. I'm just saying he just, he, I don't know. I just hope he gets splattered, honestly. Uh, I respect him. I respect him for sure. Because anyone that gets into the ring, it's more than I would do. So you got to be a little crazy to go in the ring. And I do respect him because he works hard as hell at it. So I respect him as a fighter, but I don't give him boxing yet. If he beats Tommy Fury, he, all right, I'll give him, I'll give him his respect. 
but he's, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's still not good enough to ever win a uh, title in my opinion, but not everyone has to. I mean, it's no problem. He just becomes a regular fighter journeyman. That's what I think he is. I don't think he is anything special. Well, well, I guess we'll see. But I think this fight is going to be really close because I don't think Tommy Fury is crazy good either. But I do think he's better technically than Jake Paul. I mean, then again, it's they're pretty big ass dudes. One of them can stop one of the other with the one punch. So again, it might comes down to who beats him to it. Uh, I do have Tommy Fury winning, but the, honestly, Jake Paul could easily beat Tommy. Tommy's nothing special either, but he is a he is a boxer. He's been doing it all his life. He knows what he's doing, at least. So that's at least comforting in that aspect. And these two have been going back and forth on social media for a while now, almost two years. Um, and it's going to be – the loser of this fight's going to get grilled. Uh, I feel bad whoever loses this fight because it's going to be bad for them on social media, especially Tommy, honestly. Jake Paul, everyone would just be happy that he lost <laughs> for once. He, if Jake Paul loses, he's not going to get like – Maybe he'll get clowned a little bit, but I feel like he's not. People don't expect him to just clobber Tommy Fury, and so that he won't get as much heat as in like you're a bad boxer. Tommy will lose every everything. If he loses to Jake Paul the way he's talked, and him being a professional boxer already, he'll get grilled. Jake Paul's talked a lot, but he's not looked at as a boxer already by a lot of people. He's not looked at as like a professional boxer that's registered. Fought a bunch of guys that are pro boxers already. He hasn't done that. He just fought a bunch of fighters in boxing rings. So there's a difference between those two things. So I think I have Tommy Fury mm, fourth round TKO. Then again, it wouldn't shock me if Jake Paul wins. And then we just have to deal with this freaking parade and clown again. But uh, please, Tommy Fury, get this win for the love of God. Moving on from fighting. <laughs> We'll talk about the Super Bowl and my predictions. Um, the Super Bowl, I think, is going to be a good one, man. I think it's going to be a really good one. Uh, we have the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, I think this is the two best teams in football right now. So I think we got lucky with that. Sometimes you catch a team that just gets hot. For example, TCU. Uh, uh, they just get pieced in the final. I don't think that's going to happen here. I think it's going to be a close game. Now, I do have a little bit of an upset. I don't know what the line's set at right now, but I would imagine the Chiefs are favored. And I have the Eagles actually winning this game. I have the Eagles winning 34-24 in a close game, but I do think the Eagles' just O-line and D-lines are just so, so good. I think that's going to be the difference, honestly. I think they're just going to wear the Chiefs out over the course of the game. The Chiefs have better... Yeah, I mean, Kelsey and Mahomes. Mahomes was probably playing a little banged up right now. He's still probably going to play fine. But, I, I mean, I think the just the O-lines and the D-lines are going to just be a handful They've proven to be a handful for everyone. I don't think the Chiefs will be any different. I think the Chiefs will put up the best fight, but I don't think they'll have enough to beat the Eagles. I think this is the Eagles' year. Once again, I think they're going to get on top, and I think they're going to win this game by 10. Um, I'm hoping it's a good game. I'm predicting that it will be, so let's pray and hope that that happens because there's been some flops. Um, and let's move on to the bold pick of the week. And Yardy, you guys already know. How was that last week's bull pick of the week pick? Oh, my God. Did anyone watch that game? Because I sure as hell did. I was at that game. It was the Indiana versus Purdue basketball game at Assembly Hall, the best stadium in college basketball, no doubt in my mind. If anyone has a problem with that, go to a game and you'll change your mind. That game was insane. Insane. 
the whole game, the stadium was absolutely rocking. That that was the loudest I've ever seen it. It was completely sold out an hour before the game. It was just nuts. Zach Eady was getting grilled too. Zach Eady was getting chirped. That he was it was bad. But obviously everyone's gonna be really fired up for the game. Huge rivalry game. One of the biggest in college basketball. And again, Purdue is number one. And they're still number one, which I think is BS. But they were number one heading into the game at Indiana, and Indiana wanted to they were out for blood, dude. Number playing against the number one team, your biggest rival at home. They came out trying to fucking dunk on everyone. And the crowd was the same way. That I don't think the crowd would have let them lose that game. It was so loud during that game. They were throwing like so like they were throwing like pretzels. They were throwing popcorn. I think the it's like a pop was thrown at one of the Purdue guys. <laughs> like during the game. We almost got a the crowd almost got a tech. Dude, it was absolutely insane. Um, that game was it, it was the best game I've ever seen live. It was crazy. So, um, I mean, anyone that bet on that, you're welcome. We're three and one overall. We're cooking, and there's no signs of stopping. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Per don't Indiana runs basketball in Indiana is all I'm gonna say until we might see them at <laughs> Mackey. But for now, we get to talk our shit, so I'm gonna do that. So, who's your up? Um, we're we're heating up at the right time, and let's get to March Madness and let's ride. Um, now let's talk about this week's ball pick of the week. After I just shit on Purdue for about three minutes, uh, but you got to do it as an Indiana fan. So, moving on to this week's ball pick of the week, we're gonna have Leeds United beats Man United. Leeds USA beats Man United. If you guys don't know, that's a Premier League matchup. Um, it's a big upset because Man United's crazy this year. They're crazy. Um, to my dismay, because Man United fans, oh, they, they just know how to push buttons, man. One of my best friends is a Man United fan, and now that they're finally good, it's just it's just tough sometimes <laughs> because we never beat them either. But um, Leeds United is really cool because if you're obviously from the U.S., which 99% of my listeners are, um, the Leeds United actually has a ton of USA players, so which is really cool. If, if you guys didn't know that, they have – they just got Weston McKinney, which is a national team player. They have uh, Tyler Adams, another national player. Aronson, another national player. They have three guys. Two of them, at least two of them will start, maybe even three, which is sick. I want them to get Pulisic so they can have four of them, but that would be nuts. But yeah, Leeds is a, if you don't follow the Premier League, just start becoming a fan of Leeds. It'll be, it's, it's a really cool. So Leeds is my second favorite team. If I wasn't a fan of Spurs, I'd be a fan of them. But uh, I have them being Man United this weekend because the biggest reason is Casemiro is out this game, which is Man United's uh, CDM. And he's honestly the best one in the Premier League, maybe even the world right now. He is cracked. May, or Casemiro is crazy. So he, I think a lot of the game runs through him. And I don't think they'd even be in the top four right now without him. So I have uh, Leeds United upsetting Man United this weekend. Uh, I believe it's at Leeds as well. So that, that should help him out with that. Um, and yeah, that'll be this week's pick of the week. Let's see how that goes. The, you can never trust anything with the Prem. So it's a, honestly a toss up every week, but that's why there's a lot of upsets also. So let's go with it. And moving on to lastly, of course, the top five, the top five this week is top five worst stadiums. This is going to be a bad one. because <laughs> I mean, I think there's going to be little disagreement though. Honestly, these stadiums suck. So number five, we're going with the Smurf turf. That means Boise State's football stadium. If you guys don't know that, look it up. It is dog shit. I think it's horrible. 
the Smurf turf. What the hell is that? The football stadium, football field should never be blue. It's just you're doing too much. <laughs> Stop with that. And it's turf too. I hate turf altogether, but pretty much everyone uses that. So you can't like that into account. But blue fucking turf. It's like royal blue and orange. It is horrible. Boise State needs to get rid of that ASAP. It's a terrible look. They think it's cool because they're trying to be different. It's not cool. There's a reason why nobody else does that shit. It sucks. So that's number five. Number four is Marlins Park. This is the Miami Marlins and MLB team. It's there's just nothing cool about it. It's just the most basic like fucking park ever. They didn't do anything to make it not just default. It's literally default. Because they had like this Tropicana looking shit going. Not the that's a field Tropicana, but they had like this Florida-ish looking thing in center field. Like they had this dolphin that was like diving into a pond or something in center field. They just whacked it down. And now it's literally nothing. There's nothing cool about it at all. So that's why Marlon Sparks number four. They're just nothing. They're just it's just a stadium. If there was no logo on it, I would not know who plays there because it is terrible. Um, number three, we have the dome. More like the dog shit. But uh, the dome is the Syracuse basketball stadium. It's it's stupid. Like there's it's way too big. Like. <laughs> A basketball stadium looks cooler when it's like packed out. So like if you have a a team like Syracuse, why would you make it like a football freaking humongous, like monster truck racing fucking stadium? It's huge. And you can't even like people that will go to the game, like only like a 10% of can actually see what's going on. It's like not even an actual basketball stadium. You have to like put up bleachers on one side and like have people sit in 99 thousand foot fucking nosebleeds it's terrible i would never want to go to a game there ever unless i was courtside you can't even see what the fuck's going on so like yeah that's just a horrible design i don't know how they've still been able to do that that would really piss me off if i went to syracuse because they're actually normally decent but like those games they look so unenjoyable because you can't even see that it's like everyone's so far away so yep we have the dome number three uh, number two, we have FedEx Field. This is the was the Redskins Stadium, now the Commander Stadium in Washington for the NFL. And this stadium just sucks. It's just like the it's just a terrible stadium. The ownership that used to be there was a crook and a scumbag, so it kind of makes sense they haven't done anything with the stadium. But yeah, they literally had to like take seats out, take seats out over the last 10, 15 years because nobody goes. This past year they probably sold more than they have because they're actually okay. But the stadium is not cool at all. It's just a straight-up, straight-down stadium. Nothing cool about it. And honestly, Washington's kind of irrelevant, so that kind of makes sense why it's not a cool field. And the fans don't normally pack it. So FedEx number two. And number one, you already know, the Tropicana field. The Trop. This is the Tampa Bay Rays MLB Stadium. This stadium sucks ass. And again, it's all turf and baseball. Holy shit, that's bad. I've played on turf when I used to play baseball and I hated it because I would always be slipping and it's just grounders on turf is not the move. I hate it. So, uh, yeah, it's like sliding on turf. Oh, God, it sucks. So the trop number one, it's easily the worst. You have like – it looks like a – like the turf just looks horrible. It looks horrible. Like the, the lights are like blinding because there's no natural sunlight. I mean, maybe they can open that stadium up. I don't even know if they can, but e- either way, it sucks. 
uh, you have like the catwalk. It like has robbed dingers before. Like it's Prince Fielder's nuked one into the the catwalk before. It's not as satisfying as watching it fly out of that second freaking stadium. So that's one reason I hated it. But Tropicana, I wouldn't want to go to a game there if I got it for free. So Tropicana number one by by a million. So that's the top five worst stadiums in sports. Let me know what shitty stadiums you guys thought of that I didn't. And uh, let's run it through one more time. We got the Smurf Turf, number five. Holy shit, that's bad. We have number four. We have the Marlins Park. Number three, we have the Dome. (laughs) Number two, we have FedEx Field. And number one, we have the Tropicana Field, the Trap. Uh, So that, that feels more like the flop, but... Moving on from that, that'll be the end of the episode for episode seven. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we'll be back again doing every week as a plan right now. We'll let, I'll let you know if you guys, if, if the plans change, if we have to do a day late or change the day of the week because it's been a lot, honestly, recording these on this day. But um, we'll keep it for now, and that could change as we go forward. But thank you guys for listening so much. This has been a fun last couple of weeks of episodes, and I hope you guys enjoyed. So thank you guys.